You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. When God speaks, changes start taking place. When God speaks, you can know things are going to start to change. When there was darkness, the earth had no form, it was void. God spoke a word. He said, let there be light. And there was light. The greatest decision you will make in your life is what you're going to do with Jesus Christ. What will you do with Jesus? Will you live a life that honors Him, that magnifies Him? Will you allow Him to shape you? The challenge that we have today is that people dictate to God instead of being led by the Holy Spirit. Whatever situation you are facing right now, if you have a word from God, you can know that things will start to change. Hold on to that promise. When you allow that word to rule and dominate in your life, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know God is with you. Even if you found yourself that your nets are empty, you know there's purpose in that. Because God is in control of your life. When you're a Christian, you know that you are in God's hand. And that everything that happens to you and what you are going through, that God is aware of it. And God will see you through. The mistake that we make is we oftentimes have good ideas that we ask God, make it a God idea. But when something is a God idea and you have a word from God, you know that God will see you through. Amen? Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 12. When you read the Bible, you discover who you are. You discover who God is. And you discover what God has prepared for you. That God has prepared good things for you. You begin to know God's thoughts about you. That what He has planned for you is a good future. Peace. Not evil, not destruction. But what He requires of us is obedience. Amen? I'm reading from the Passion Translation. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. But He answered me, My grace is always more than enough for you, and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses, for when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. The New King James says, And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Sometimes in our own efforts to achieve more, our speed is the very thing that causes us to slow down. Sometimes we're in too much of a hurry to do things. The prophet T.B. Joshua uses a good example. He says, a tiger 
that's moving slowly and calculated is doing all of that for a reason. You might look at him and think he's moving slowly, but he is approaching that goal that he's got. And there's a reason in that slow movement. Because sometimes when we hurry, we miss that which we are heading for or what we want to accomplish. When it comes to faith, faith is always now. But the Bible says through faith and patience, they inherited the promise. Sometimes God is more interested in our eternal glory than in our current comfort. And we get frustrated. This young new generation is going to face it even more. Because everything is instant. They get frustrated with the microwave if it doesn't warm their food in two minutes. Think, what's wrong with this microwave? Little do you know, when we wanted to warm our food when we were young... It could take 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and it wasn't a problem. You complain about the internet connection. That's too slow. You don't know what a slow internet connection is. There was a time when we were just happy to have an internet connection. It was the delay in Peter's life, the delay that preserved him, that connected him with his good future. The mere fact that he did not catch any fish that disappointment became an appointment with God. The situation that you're looking at right now, you might be frustrated and you think it's a delay, but it's not a delay. There's a blessing in that. In this building project, I have seen it over and over and over. The delays that we've experienced has saved us more money than if we had rushed into things. The delays have allowed us to make better decisions do things much better. I wanted the steel structure, structure to stand by end of July. I wanted it to be finished. I'm honest now with you. That was my plan to have it finished by end of July. Now we've not even cast the foundations. But the truth is, in this delay, even on Friday, we discovered there's certain things that we can change that's going to save us thousands. I'm telling you now. So sometimes when there's a delay, you should say, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes when we pray and we don't have an immediate answer, God is still saying something. Even when God is quiet, He is still saying something. Yeah. A delay with God is not a deny. If God has said He's going to do something, He will not deny you anything. Amen. Delay just simply means He's busy considering your prayer request because He wants the best for you. Yeah. Maybe He wants... Your relationship to be strengthened. Maybe you'll just use that to strengthen even your desire for God. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 13. When you're a Christian, you know that God will even use your troubles for your advancement. Did you hear what I say? When you're a Christian, even your troubles, God will use that for your advancement. I want to read a portion. Very well known. When Saul had to go out to battle, war, serious, marketplace today is a war, is a battle. And he got impatient. He had the instruction, the word from God. He was king. He was the anointed one. But he had to wait. 1 Samuel 13. I'm not reading. Not going to, let me read from verse 6. When the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, 
For the people were distressed, and the people hid in caves, in thickets, in rocks, in holes, and in pits. And some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. Then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal. And the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering and peace offerings here to me. And he offered the burnt offering. Now it happened as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering that Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? Saul said, When I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together at Michmash. Then I said, The Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore I felt compelled and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Family, listen to me. In our Christian life, there are giants that need to be conquered. In your Christian life, there are things that you have to conquer. One of those things, impatience. To have patience in a situation. We say, Lord, give me patience, but give it to me now. <laughs> have you ever prayed that prayer? One of the other giants is to be able to see beyond your situation. Amen. Saul did not see beyond his situation. He thought because of this delay that God was denying him a victory. And he took things in his own hands. You have to be able to see beyond your immediate situation. What people are saying. The people being scattered. The people being fearful. The people worrying. Is it going to be possible? To be able to see beyond your situation. Currently in South Africa, many things happening. But if you're looking at the situation from your natural eyes, fear can grip your heart. But when you know that God is in control, He'll take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. People not realizing that even in their situation, God is in control. Saul thought that God was not in control. He thought he had to do something for God. God is God and we are man. And because of this, he missed out on what God really wanted to do in his life. Many people's dreams, destinies, good futures are destroyed upon the rocks of disobedience. The heart sore thing here is Saul never repented. Saul blamed the people. He said, the people made me do it. He said, I've done what the Lord told me to do. He didn't. He had to wait. He didn't realize that that delay, there was a purpose, there was a reason in it. Sometimes when we take shortcuts, it's just for our own flesh, our own fleshly desires. 
there's a saying that they say, men and rivers have this in common. The root of least resistance makes them crooked. Did you hear what I say? Men and rivers have this in common. The root of least resistance is the very thing that makes them crooked. If God is busy, allow Him to do what He wants to do. Don't get frustrated. God is busy perfecting everything concerning you. Daniel, when he found himself in a difficult situation, he did not instruct God in what to do. Remember? Amen. Facing a real challenge. Being fed to the lions, a decree that's been made. He went as it was his custom, bowed and gave thanks to God. Amen. Don't let your situation start to di dictate your prayers and then want to instruct God what he should do. But know that God is in control of your life. Man's greatest mistakes is because of impatience. We must learn to understand and have a revelation what it means. God's time is the best. Delay is not God denying you anything. Amen. You know, when I was young and I born again and saved, I knew there was a calling upon my life to, to be a pastor. But even when I got married to a pastor's daughter, I thought, this is it. I can preach and she can sing. But when I prayed about it, and I said, God, when should we start a church? The Lord said to me, you have to wait 10 years. Most people would rebuke the devil. <laughs> no, I have faith to start it now. I thank God that we waited the 10 years. The Bible teaches us that the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of times and seasons. If you know what time and season you are in now, You'll not get frustrated. Young people, when you're at school, it's your time and season to study, Amen. not to party. But if you don't realize that, you'll find yourself studying at a much later stage in your life. Amen. I know sometimes there's situation and circumstances that allows you not to study. Maybe after school you want to go study. And you come from a situation where you cannot study now. But you can see God's face and say, God, you are in control of my life. Amen. It's my heart's desire to study. Amen. Make a way and you'll see what God will do. Amen. But it's when people start making their own plans because of their impatience that things don't work out. Amen. Delay is not to deny you anything. Amen. Some of you that have been waiting for your spouse, you think God is denying you happiness. No, maybe He's just protecting you from sadness. You know... When you walk with God for a while, you, you know that sometimes God will delay on certain things because He's still considering certain things Amen. in your life. Amen. Amen. Amen? Yes. He's in control of your life. Listen to what the Bible says here. I want to read from the Passion Translation. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 8. Even if my letter made you sorrowful, I don't regret sending it. Even though I felt awful for a moment, when I heard how it grieved you. So obviously he told them, gave them instruction, and they thought, oh, why me of all this? But he was busy helping them. But then he felt sorry that he made them feel so bad. Hello? 
we'll go through that. Now I'm overjoyed, not because I made you sad, but because your grief led you to a deep repentance. You experienced godly sorrow, and as God intended, it brought about gain for you, not loss, so that no harm has been done by us. God says His grace is sufficient for you, Amen. for me and for you. It's enough. Amen. Just go think about it. Your most difficult things was the very things that God used to shape your character. Amen. It has helped you to become the person that you are today. Amen. Have you used those things to strengthen your desire for God? Has used those things to strengthen your prayer life? Has used those things even to preserve you and to keep you? Amen. Many of you, if you had received the contract that you had anointed and prayed over and were binding and loosing and if you had received that contract, you wouldn't be here this morning. Amen. That very thing might have taken you to another place. Amen. Maybe you were, would be on an island somewhere enjoying all the contract money Amen. instead of seeking Amen. God. Amen. God uses foolish things, Amen. but God wants the best for you. Amen. And if there's a seeming delay, it's there for a reason. Oftentimes when there's a delay, it's a time for us to do some self-examination. If we're saying, why isn't God doing this for me? Why isn't God helping me? He's blessing others but not me. You have a wrong view of God. Amen. Because God loves you just as much as He loves any of His prophets, His apostles, whatever. If there's a disappointment in your life, God will give you sufficient grace to be able to handle it. If there's something that's not manifested or if you're going through a trial a tribulation god will give you the grace to go through it amen, amen? amen. that's god he never said he's going to remove trials and tribulations but he said i'll be with you and you're going to go through them we're not of this world but we're still in this world people will still say things about you the thing is now when we are filled with the holy spirit when people say things about us and we led by the Holy Spirit, we will not say things back. We will not fight fire with fire and expect water. So why is God delaying this? You're fighting fire with fire and expecting water. Amen. Family, I started off by saying, do you know how close you are to God? God says, He is the vine and we are the branches. Amen. That is how close you are to God. He is the vine and you are the branches. You are clean already because He has spoken a word. Amen. When God speaks a word, things are about to change. God speaks a word to sanctify and cleanse us. But then we defile with our own mouths. We have our part to play. God has His part to play. Your values need to be tested Amen. against facts. Amen. It was a fact that David faced Goliath. It was a fact that Esther had to go into the presence of the king without an invitation. Life-threatening. Yes. He didn't show the golden scepter and say, come here. When she went in there, it was as much life-threatening 
as what it was for David to appear before his giant. God will use these things. God used Joseph's trials and tribulations to prepare him for his future. Remember what Jesus said to the sons of Zebedee when they said, we want to sit on your left and we want to sit on your right. He said, if you want to be so close and have that position, are you ready to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? We want the resurrection power, but we don't want the sacrifice that comes with it. It's because Jesus died on the cross, there was resurrection. Our lives are changed. Sometimes before there's glory, sometimes before your breakthrough, it gets the hottest. I'm not here to tickle your ears this morning. I'm telling you to hold on. God will see you through. When you are walking with God, you know, you know that he has gone before you. There's angels, his presence. Moses said, I'm not going into the promised land where there's Philistines, where there's giants, unless you've gone before me. Do you know what the prophet says? The prophet says, the only thing I fear is next. What does he mean? He says, the only thing I fear is tomorrow. Because it's the unknown. I don't know tomorrow. He says, but I know tomorrow is where God is. He holds our tomorrow. He says, so what I actually fear is God. And when you fear God, you will hate sin. Then you don't have to fear the future because you know God is waiting in your future. A matter of fact, when you worry about your future or you want to change your future, you are making yourself God. Because God is in your future, you not. I'm helping some of you. It's actually a very arrogant thing to do. Because you're not in the future. God is in the future. He holds your future. He is waiting there for you. You cannot change anything about it. God can. Remember a few weeks ago I preached, don't spoil your tomorrow. You spoil your tomorrow by the things you do today. If you plant the right kind of seeds today, you know you'll have the right harvest tomorrow. Continue to plant righteous seeds today and you know you'll have a righteous harvest tomorrow. Some of you want people to stop backbiting you, slandering you. But you, when they say things about you, you say things back. So you continue to plant those kind of seeds. So what happens? You continue to have that kind of a harvest. This is Christianity. Being led by the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus says, when they curse you, bless them. When they despitefully use you, pray for them. He's saying, move in the opposite spirit. Be a Christian. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus never defended himself. He knew who he was. He knew what God was doing in his life. You know what the prophet says? The prophet says, he says, when you are praying for something, don't just pray once or twice. If you have to pray 300 times, pray and petition it before God. Amen. Amen. If you know it's from God and it's a word that God has spoken, it will bring change. It cannot return back void. 
But then you have to hold on to that word as if your life depends upon it. And you'll see what God will do. Amen. Amen. There are many biblical examples. Many biblical examples. Joseph would not be the ruler he was if he had not gone through the things he went through. Peter's disappointments. Can you imagine? You know how to do it. You've done it for so long. And now that net is empty. That disappointment was an appointment with God. Even in that disappointment, God was supporting his position. Even in that disappointment, there was success because God was linking him to his good future. Not just being a normal fisherman, but becoming a fisher of men. So when you walk with God, even in failure, there's success. Because you know God will see you through. There might be a seeming delay, but it's not permanent. Never accept your current temporary situation as your future permanent situation. Things can change now. And if you plant the right kind of seed, you'll have the right kind of harvest. When the Bible says seed time and harvest, it means every person can change his situation and his circumstances. By the kind of seeds he starts to sow today, he can have a different kind of harvest tomorrow. No, I just want it now. Young people don't take shortcuts. When you're desperate for something, you'll grab something and don't look where it's coming from. And that very thing can destroy your life. So the simple question, why is our prayers sometimes delayed? Why? When that happens, it's a time for self-examination. Say, what is it? Because sometimes we miss the mark. It's just a time to realign ourselves again with God. Because God wants to take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. And God always wants better for you than what you want for yourself. So many people allow fear to grip their heart. And don't let that fear grip your heart, but know that God is in control of your life. Because the just shall live by faith. So if there's a delay in anything, know that God is in control. He does not want to deny you anything. But He wants to do far more abundantly whatever you could imagine, whatever you could think, whatever you could pray. This is the very time where you put your trust in God and you'll see that God will take you and you'll start to live in a new realm of victory in Christ Jesus where there's not failure, where other people's businesses will not work out You'll see the favor of God upon yours. Many of you that have wanted to start your own business, but you're so comfortable there where you are, you'll never do it unless your boss retrenches you. It was Joseph's circumstances. A drought that brought them to Egypt. Part of God's plan and purposes. So whatever you go through, you can say, Thank you, Jesus. I know you're not denying me anything. There might be a seeming delay for a purpose. Show me that purpose. Those that bless God in their trials are the ones that God will bless in their trials. Then you know you'll come out stronger than what you went into that situation and trial. It's the sufferings that make us who we are. I read a thing about um, Adele. You know, this famous singer there from uh, the UK. 
She said it's all her sufferings and pain that produced all these beautiful songs that everybody loved. So without that, those songs would not be there. So is that pain and suffering now a blessing or was it a curse? Those very things became her friend because now she's made a lot of money. When God gives you the ability to look beyond your situation, you'll see God's purpose in everything. I'm going to read two more scriptures. We sometimes think we are the only one that understand our situation. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. God knows your situation more and understands your case better than what you do. Did you hear what I said? Pastor, you don't know my case. If the devil can make you believe that you're the only person going through what you're going through, he has isolated you. God is aware of your situation. We sometimes think our situation is so unique. God wants to do something supernatural. I've had pastors phone me, people in ministry, and say, how can you build a church right now? I said, it's just the grace of God. God said, now is the right time. And when God speaks a word, things start to change and happen. You know, two weeks ago, somebody gave us acoustic ceiling boards that I'm not even thinking about. Said, I've got extra boards here. You can take it. You can have it for your auditorium. And I'm thinking God is aware of things that we're not even thinking about. I'm thinking if I can just finish the foundations now. <laughs> and God is thinking ceilings already. Amen. <laughs> I think... Before I read, I want to read a beautiful passage from Psalm 23. We are very good at presenting our petitions to God. But we are not so good at listening to what God is saying to us in that time. Amen. God, you have to listen to me. This is what we have to do. Pa, 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 pa. And God wants to say, no, just do this and this and this. Say, God, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. We have to do it this way. <laughs> You think you know better than God. Amen. That's why you just have to pray in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So you can get God's perfect opinion. Amen. Or take the Word of God and confess Scripture. Amen. Amen. In your situation. Listen here. What Psalm 23 says. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness fear will never conquer me for you already have when god has conquered your heart and he's got your heart fear cannot conquer your heart Amen. you remain close to me and lead me through it all the way your authority is my strength and my peace the comfort of your love takes me takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. Fear no evil. The question is, is God with you? Amen. If you know God is with you, you don't have to fear any evil. Amen. God will see you through. Amen. God allows these things for different reasons. There might be a delay for the challenges that's ahead. You know, Jesus, when he sat and they said, why did this woman waste all of this oil to anoint you? Could have been used to feed how many poor people? Jesus said to them, he said, this is what she has done. She's anointed me.
for my burial. What was he saying? He says, she anointed me for the challenges that's waiting for me. Amen. Says she's anointed. You don't know what she's done. She's anointed me for my challenges that lies ahead so that I can go through and do what God wants me to do. Amen. So today as well, the anointing that we're going to do here today Amen. is for your challenges. Amen. That God will see you through, that you know the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Amen. Because He's empowered you. The anointing is an outward sign of what God has done on the inwardly already. Amen? Amen? The anointing that destroys yokes. Anointing that strengthens you. Remember, Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you've, received, you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. You're an anointed one already. Amen. Whether you like it or not. Amen. If He is the vine and you are the branches, it means His ability has become your ability. Amen. This is simply an outward sign for you today to remind you that you're an anointed one. To remind you that whatever challenges is coming your way, you've been anointed to go through them. Amen. To face it and to know that God will see you through. What was on the other side of that breakthrough when Jesus had gone through the burial? Resurrection. Amen. New life. Amen. Empowerment. Amen. God's purpose, God's will manifesting, unfolding. Look now today. You and me, we are born again. Let me hear you pray. Say, Precious Father, Precious Father use, my use my situations to advance, to advance. everything in my life, everything in my life. That, comes from your hand. that comes from your hand. It may look like evil, but there's no evil in it. God is with me. He will see me through. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and enter my soul. Empower me to do God's will now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.